This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today I got time, Hey, you guys, I hope you guys are doing good today. Let me check this settings here, honey. Okay, good. Everybody's here. Oh my gosh. I've been gone. I've been busy. Did y'all see? Hey, you guys. Hope everybody's doing good. Um, like I told you, I think I told y'all a few weeks ago. I know I told people on Zoom. I'm moving. So my house, it's a seller's market. I don't get attached to property. I got a nice home getting rid of it. So selling it, um, I have a very open floor plan and I need something um with my own space. Since the kids have been home from COVID, there's no privacy. So I need my own office and all that stuff. So um, I'm going to be moving here in a few short weeks. So we've just been packing, decluttering, um, meeting with all types of people. So that's where I've been. I've been dealing with that. So I'm just uh, overwhelmed, tired, muscles ache, heavy lifting. So we've been doing a lot of stuff, honey. So that's why I've been gone. Thank you guys so much. But I'm excited. I'm ready to, you know, to move and, you know what I'm saying, start another chapter. Y'all know I move every fucking three years, honey. Every three years I'm out. I get the itch and I got to go. So we're doing it again. So thank you guys. I think, though, this next house, I won't move again. You know what I'm saying? Because it'll have everything I want. So I'm excited. And I can just do more. I want to do stuff outside of just vlogging on celebrity drama. Like, you know, y'all not to cook. They not now show y'all shit on Instagram. Want to be able to cook little recipes for y'all and, you know, just do other things too. So I'm excited. Um, Oh, yeah. And that's why I haven't been able to do a Zoom thus far. But we're going to do a Zoom meeting after the live stream. So we'll have a little after party. Give me an hour to, you know, rest my voice. And then we'll do a Zoom meeting tonight. So if you're on my Discord, come through tonight. We're going to go even deeper. We got to talk about this whole deep fake situation. We got to, you know, talk even deeper about the, the AIs, you know, Black Mirror is coming to life. So we're going to have an after party after this live stream. But I miss my YouTube audience. I miss my Discorders. Um, so thank you guys so much for joining me. We got a lot to talk about, honey. I've been wanting to go live literally every day this week, but I just, I couldn't. There was shit everywhere. You know what I'm saying? There was just stuff everywhere. So I just couldn't, but I'm here now. Okay. Um, let's see here. Okay. We got some super chats. Uh, Nayan Bella sent $50. She says, Hey, T, looking beautiful as always. Love you a bunch. Love you too. And thank you so much for the super chat. Really appreciate you. Um, Jay Mako says, Hey, T, good to see you. I just moved myself with my significant other uh, for a change. Stay blessed and stay protected. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Every I told y'all months ago, I said, It's a seller's market. If you got a home, this is the year to sell. Literally, there's a for sale sign in literally every other yard in my community. 
and homes are just flying like this and they're being sold even more than what they're worth. So, honey, if you got some, you know, a home investment, sell it. As long as you got somewhere else to move, don't be like some of my friends who done sold their shit and now they're sitting in Airbnbs and hotels. Like, what next? You need to have a place to go once you sell your house. But yeah, it's definitely a seller's market. I've been telling y'all this for months. Um, y'all know I pay attention to finance, the, the stock market. I pay attention to all that stuff. So when I see where things are going, jump on it. It's not going to be a seller's market forever. What goes up must come down. So remember that. Um, let's see here. Stephanie Brown sent $20, says, I love you, my beautiful internet sis. You are a boss. Congrats on your move. Best wishes. It's a lot of drama going on, honey, and I appreciate you taking time out your busy life. Honey, thank you so much, Stephanie. Yes, there's a lot of drama. You know, I've been sipping slot. Thank y'all, people who've been, you know, checking on me and sending me messages on Discord and on Instagram, just keeping me in the loop because I have literally been busy. So every now and then I log on, I read certain things, and I go back to packing, honey. So yeah, thank you for that. Um, Dom Sam 499 says, Hey T, I'm moving to the A soon. Nervous but ready. Amen. You know, this is this is the time if you feel the need to move, move. I'm I'm just I'm like that. I when I left LA, like literally, I was like, okay, I think my stay here is done. My watch here is done, like in the Game of Thrones. And everybody was like, wait, you're leaving? I was like, yep. And literally within a month and a half, I had a moving van, everything. I was out of there. When your spirit says leave, leave. It's that simple. You don't owe nobody no explanation. That's your life. You have one life to live, period. So you have a good time in the A. Be careful. Use protection. There's a lot of shit going on in the A. A lot of violence, too. So make sure you kind of really understand the neighborhoods that you're moving into, understand the communities. But other than that, ATL is beautiful. Um, TJ Santan says, glad to see you. I've been using your podcast more in my high school girls group. Okay. These platforms are taking your talents for granted. My students love you. Thank you so much. They are, honey. And the, the mainstream is steadily still in the topics. I was on Yahoo News the other day, and guess what they decided to cover? They wanted to do an update on the whole Devontae Hart situation. I said, oh, that's interesting, because I just did an update on the Devontae Hart situation. You know, but it is what it is. I appreciate y'all supporting me. We know YouTube is bugging with, with the silencing of social media people. Uh, Twitter is feeling it. They've lost a lot of revenue. That's why they're not trying to charge for their platform. A lot of these platforms, they're losing out on the people who make their platforms what it is. So for me, I'm not, I'm no longer tripping anymore. Whatever I need to say that I can't say on here, it's on my podcast. Spotify fucks with me heavy. I had a whole meeting with them. So they, they love my content. I don't get demonetized by Spotify. So I'm definitely going to be doing more podcasts. Um, thank you to y'all who just supported my last podcast. I had a good time shooting it. Fuck whoever was in their feelings and called me a fear monger. Bitch, just because you're scared of zombies, that's your business. That was a chunk. That was a tongue in cheek podcast. And I had a good time with it. And it, it felt good to go back and really study, you know, what I'm saying that Miami, that Miami zombie case, the way they killed him. But for some same strange reason, they didn't kill the white zombie. The white zombie is still alive to tell his damn tale. OK, so thank you all to everybody who love that podcast. because I had a good time talking about it. I like talking about a lot of different stuff. I don't care if it's you know what I'm saying? Deep topics, conspiracies, celebrities, food, you know what I'm saying? Zombies. I, I'm going to hit up all topics. If it's interesting to me, I'm going to research and I'm going to talk about it. So to everybody who loved it, I really appreciate y'all. To y'all who were scared, kick rocks. Y'all y'all are scared of everything. Um, hey, 
Kuroto Kali uh, says, I finally caught a live. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yummy podcast. You said it was insane. I know, I know the al the alarm scares some people, but most people took that as a joke. One woman cussed me out. She was so mad. I was like, "You please get a life." Okay. The topic is about zombies. Of course, it's gonna be creepy, but it doesn't mean that it's gonna happen. You know, it's just an open topic. So that's why I like to go. I got some other podcasts I'm working on. Um, I want to start doing like some more, um, not necessarily like murder mysteries, but like true crime. There's some true crime stuff I want to hit on. If y'all don't know, I was talking to Dollface a few days ago. No, that was like a few weeks ago. And I know some personal like true crimes that have went nationwide. Like I went to school with a spree killer. I should do a story time. That's what I should do. Maybe when I move, I'll start doing some story times. I went to school with a spree killer. Okay. Um, there's also another dude that was on A&E. He was on a bunch of shows and he killed somebody that we knew back in school. And this was, I mean, this made national news. Like it was like reenacted and everything. So I was thinking about following up on those cases. So yeah, I, yeah, I just have a lot of fucking stories. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I would love to like do some, um, podcast on those, like just true crime. I'm um, especially with like black folks missing people. You know, a lot of times when things happen to like black folks, it doesn't get as much attention or it stays in the mainstream, you know, periodically and then it disappears. I mean, now if a black person gets killed by the police, oh, we'll hear about that forever. But I'm just talking about just regular black folks, you know, going missing. That doesn't seem to, you know, cause any waves. But um, it is what it is. So there's a lot to talk about. I miss you guys. I'm glad I'm here. Thank you all for the super chats. Um, let me read a few more. And Moves says, moving as well. Look at that. Your name is M Moves and you're moving. I like that. Says, definitely believe in moving when the spirit urges you to. Amen. Amen. Thank you for the super chat. Tiffany Wells says, hey, T, looking lovely as usual. I love how you all keep it real. Thanks for letting me back in the Discord, by the way. You are more than welcome. Child. People be thinking fat meat is greasy. They think, you know, oh, well, I can miss my payment. I told y'all them bots don't play. If that $5 ain't there on the first or whenever your due date is, the bots remove you. And then it's above me. And then at that point, we let new people in. But, you know, she was able to reach out to me, explain what happened. I let her right back in. So, you know, as long as we're able to talk about it, but just, you know, for the most part, just keep on top of your payments and you'll be fine. So welcome back, sis. Um, goddamn goddess sent. I like that. I like how it's spelled. Sent 1999 says, yes, do a story time. Love you, T. Love you, too. Thank you so much. Poster boy 815 sent 1999. Thank you, poster boy. Um, Mona Me says the podcaster everything. Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm glad y'all like them. Like, I feel like I'm just free on my podcast. I don't have to worry about restrictions and, oh, I can't say this. Oh, I got to use R. I got to say excellently assaulted. You know, just goofy stuff. So anyways, child. Now, I want to talk about this whole Tamika Mari situation. Now, if you guys don't know, Tamir Rice, he was the young boy from Ohio, I believe it was Ohio. Um, he was killed in 2014. Basically, he was a young boy. He was in the park and he had a toy gun and the police officer pulled up on him. I mean, literally did not think twice. Seeing a young black boy with a toy gun, claimed he was scared, pulled out the gun and shot him. I'm talking about did not think twice. And yep, it was Ohio. Thank you. And they try to say, oh, he looks so much older than his age. Oh, he's a big boy. 
A lot of kids are big for their age. But when you see his face, he had a baby face. He didn't have a face of a grown man. That was a child. So Tamir Rice ended up dying, and he was another one of the kids, him, Mike Brown. It was a really crazy year back in 2014. So recently, Mike Brown's father came out, if you guys don't know, they, he was blasting Black Lives Matter, okay? Black Lives Matter has basically been eating off of these dead Black children and young Black people for years now, making good money. They claim that they're doing this and that for the community. But what we're finding out years later is that none of that is trickling back to the community. And I'm not going to say what we're finding out because a lot of us been seeing the bullshit, including another activist from Ferguson, and I'll get to him in a second. So what I've noticed, okay, and this is not to diminish, because a lot of times when you talk about these organizations, people always respond is, their response is, you're a hater. Well, what are you doing? Well, I never claimed to be a fucking activist. I make YouTube videos. I'm not going to be an activist. I'm just, you know, I did a lot of things during the George Floyd. You know, we did some protests, but I'm not on the front lines. That's not my disposition. And that's okay. Okay. So people will will try and shame me for that all the while watching you on YouTube. Well, are you out there? No. Well, then how can you judge me? Okay. So I don't want to take anything away from the work that some of them are doing, but I have to be honest. Okay. While I was cleaning up my closet. On Sunday, I was watching the Grammy Awards, and I was on Telegraph in between that, talking to my mods, because we have this whole Telegraph group. So we're watching the Grammys. I'm trying to clean. And so I'm watching the babies. uh, No, is it the baby? Oh, God, there's so many of them. Little baby? Little baby. I'm watching little baby's performance, and all of a sudden, I see Tamika Maori. And I thought it was strange. I said, okay, I'm confused. I'm seeing too much mixing of activism with hip-hop on television. I seen her on the um, Love and Hip Hop. They have some type of Love and Hip Hop special where Trick Daddy, honey, he don't have like some type of, he has like a barbecue and he's bringing all the different seasons together. And Tamika Mari, uh, Mallory and uh, my son were both on there. And I've seen her on Love and Hip Hop a few times. And I know she's on there mainly because of Yandy. So I always thought that was interesting to see her on Love and Hip Hop. And then she was on the Grammy stage. So I was like, okay, At at this point, it it does seem strange to me that people are becoming famous for being political activists. Because back in the day, if you were giving for the community, it was about the community. It wasn't about being on the Grammy stage. So that kind of made my ears perk up. I just kind of, I had to kind of give that the side eye. Like, okay, what is this about? Like, I get his song. I get his message. But I, I keep seeing them more and more, you know, almost on the same levels like mainstream rappers and entertainers and things like that. So I guess I wasn't the only one who kind of gave it the side eye because Tamir uh, Rice's mother, um, her name is Samaria. She went off. She went off on social media. Let me go ahead and pull you guys, pull up what she had to say. She was not here for it at all. I'm going to, let's see here. Not only the artists have been exploited, but the music is being exploited too. Not everyone wants to be a paid activist. Yeah, it's it's starting, it's almost like being revolutionary revolutionary and woke. It's now just something to get paid off of. It's like every struggle rapper, every rapper who didn't make it mainstream is now woke and they're protesting and they're revolutionary. 
you know, and I'm not saying that that some are not being genuine. Some are very genuine because I think Trey, the truth down in Houston, he does a lot for the community and he doesn't get enough, you know, props, but he does a lot. But then you have other people where it just seems like the cameras are always following them. And then you have to ask yourself, well, who's covering all this? Because it's not free to fly all over the nation and stay in fancy hotels and, you know, gather people together. Who's paying for this? Like, where's the money coming from? Okay. So let me show y'all what Tamir Rice's mother had to say about the situation. Give me just a second to share my screen. Okay. So. All right. So this is what she wrote here. She says, look at this clout chaser. Did she lose something in this fight? I don't think so. That's the problem. They take us for a joke. That's why we never have justice because of shit like this. So she's talking about Tamika being at the performance of um, Little Baby. Then she says, I'm tired of you Black Lives Matter, Tamika Mallory crew, bitches, that's riding these families' backs. Y'all ambulance chasing attorneys, Ben Crump, Lee Merrick, too. Y'all have fucked up our fight. Y'all can kiss my ass, too. Make it make sense. You can't work with the devil. You can't. Hold on. You can't. Working with the devil is too easy to do. Fuck y'all. Then she says, I try to stay off this shit. Tamika and crew, you bitches chasing clout along with Sonny, Crump, and Lee. Y'all have literally fucked our fight up. I hope... Not another family soul used y'all to represent them. Y'all might as well be junior pig cops. I'm mad as hell, y'all. So that came from um, Tamir Rice's mother. So she was very, very upset um, seeing her on the Grammys. And so now the issue is Sean King, you know, a.k.a. Talcum X, as y'all like to call him, He done got involved. She didn't mention your name, Sean King, but he got involved and a lot of people are dragging him because he says the only reason why she's saying that is because she's upset and it's because of like systematic racism and she's basically putting her anger towards the wrong people. Um, Let me see if I can find exactly what he said. Give me a second here. I have so many articles pulled up. Rapper Cardi B and conservative His, commentator Kim. I hate when these news articles be talking. Hold on. Okay, here it is. Okay, so right now they're like really upset with Sean King because there was a line that he said. Let me go ahead and show y'all this really quick. Let's see here. See Shada in the comments says, I've been saying that. Damn, his comment just disappeared. Bunch of comments. He was saying something about Ben Crump. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, Janae says, isn't Ben Crump the one black attorney that's always popping up when a black person gets shot? <laughs> Basically. Um, LSTM says they don't have no job. They broke. They been in jail. They ain't that broke. Upper white people making light of these. Back, I don't know what they wrote. Um, let's see. Queen B says, Chica tried to tell y'all last summer that YG and them were fake. Remember when he turned a protest into a music video? Yep, I had talked about that on my live stream. Chica went off. 
you know, she put that together only for him to, you know, she went out there to go support him, thinking it was a real protest, and he turned into a whole music video. Because, again, all of this is is profitable now. You know, we're living in this whole woke era, and the media is pushing this. You know, now it's cool to be woke. Um, Josie sent $50. Thank you so much. She says, I emailed you a story about the, C- about the Cali Hotel with portals. Love watching you here and on Discord. Can we pay for a year ahead of time? Um, a lot of people have asked me, can they just pay for a whole year on the Discord? I ha- I don't want to do that because if something happens with their financial situation, I don't want people coming back to me to have my reimbursements and I don't, I don't have time. So I'd rather just people pay monthly. So if they need to leave or cancel, they can just do that. They're not tied down to anything just so it, it saves me the headache and it saves them the heartache because I- I'm not going to go and run to try and reimburse you back 60 bucks, you know? So that's why I just do it monthly. But I know people have been asking, but I didn't know about that hotel. Please send me that information. I know you said you emailed it to me. I'm going to try and look for it. If not, also send it to me on Discord because I'd like to look at that. Thank you, Josie. Um, let's see here. Shauna L says, love you. Send $10. Thank you, Shauna. Kyle Willis says, Ben Crump is an opportunist. Mm. Okay, so let me go ahead and pull up what Talcum X, <laughs> a.k.a. Sean King, said. So he did like a whole speech. But this is the part that people are kind of bothered with. He says, ultimately, what I know is that a grieving mother like Samaria Rice has every right to be skeptical and hurt and suspicious and cynical. She wasn't born that way. But this evil, unrelenting, racist country forced her into that corner. It's our job to gracefully and patiently help her find her way out. So it's like, first of all, nobody was talking to Talcum X. She never mentioned his name. So people are currently dragging him right now. And I just don't like the fact, like, that is her opinion of the situation and she is hurt. These are people who have made money off of the backs of all these high profile dead cases. I was shocked to find out that none of this money has trickled back into those communities. None of this money has trickled back to the families. So where is this money going? Because people are clearly donating to Black Lives Matter, especially during the riots that we had this summer. So many people were donating to Black Lives Matter. It's ridiculous. So Mike Brown's father came out. Let me see if I have that article up. He came out and he basically went in. Okay, here it is. He wants $20 million out of the $90 million that Black Lives Matter made. So he's asking for $20 million. And, you know, he's still out here protesting and, and doing things, and he's still an activist. But he's saying here that we're asking Black Lives Matter leadership funds $20 million of Ferguson organizations and community foundations to do the work. International Black Freedom Alliance co-founder, Tori Russell said in a video with Mike Brown Sr., we're not begging for a handout. We're coming for what we deserve for what we deserve. So a lot of these people are waking up. We've watched this song and dance for the past few years. And we've seen these faces, these same faces, you know, and the thing that left a bad taste in my mouth was when everything went down in Minneapolis. And I talked about this over the summer. You know, some people got mad and got offended. I didn't give two shits. Um, there are people in every community who are activists in those communities. We have activists here in the Twin Cities. 
okay, who have had boots on the ground, who put in work, who know the community. So when I see CNN come and they do a news uh, conference on CNN and none of these people are from my city, I'm bothered with that. Tamika had never been to Minnesota before this. Neither had my son, I don't think, unless he had a concert. I don't know. But most of the people that were here for the whole George Floyd situation had never been here before. But the people who have had boots on the ground on the South Side, none of them were allowed to come to the press conference. Nobody talked to the people in those communities. And it happens every single time. And another thing that bothered me is... She was saying things like, oh, you know, who cares if the target burns down? Who cares if AutoZone burns down? They have insurance. I'm like, hold up. No, we care. This is our community. So they hyped it up. And then as soon as their city started burning, they got the hell up out of town. And then all of a sudden, don't burn Wakanda. Y'all need to show more love for Atlanta. Y'all need to show more love for New York. Y'all need to show love for the Bronx. Oh, but when it was the Twin Cities, it was all good. When it was the Twin Cities, Target and AutoZone could get burned to the ground and it didn't matter because they have insurance. Well, damn, doesn't Lennox Mall have insurance by your logic? You know, so that's the part that really bothered me, you know, because to me, that's being an agent of chaos. And then when the shit comes to their community, all of a sudden you got Killer Mike crying tattoo tears. But when it was, you know, Minnesota, because nobody really comes here like that. It was burn it down. Yup, yup, y'all keep putting in work. They, they were gaslighting folks. And then when that same energy came to their city, then everybody wants to, you know, we need calmer heads to prevail. Fuck that. Keep the same energy that y'all had for my city when people was burning this shit down. So that that left a bad taste in my mouth, period. That left a bad taste in my mouth because the South Side still looks a hot damn mess right now. Um, and a lot of communities. That, that were burnt down during the summer. So, you know, a lot of people have been bothered by a lot of the stuff that's been going on with Black Lives Matter and the faces of Black Lives Matter. And I feel like Sean King was low-key trying to gaslight um, Tamir Rice's mother. You know, she didn't just come out and say this. This, to me, it sounded like a mother who's dealt with years of frustration, where you're seeing all these people getting rich off of your child's death, your child's legacy. And nothing is happening for you. Not even any type of laws being changed. There's not a rec center in Tamir Rice's name. So I think it's just a lot of things that are frustrating people. Um, Let me see here. Monette Esther in the comments says, hey, T, missed you, missed you too. Thank you so much. Um, On Code always says that damn Keisha Lance Bottoms. (laughs) She's another one. They're slowly trying to get rid of her. Um, Let's see here. Lulu Spring since 30 says, T, I've been following you since years ago when you were talking about locusts and COVID, keep keeping this up, making us aware of the forbidden fruit that we need. Thank you so much. Thank you for the super chat, love. I appreciate it. Um, Luther's voice sent 1999 says, hey, T, just stopping by to show you some love. Here, busy at work. I'll be sure to catch the playback. Get the world in check. Love you, boo. Love you too. And thanks for coming through. Uh, Yellow Pickle says, hey, T, I've been telling my mom about the things that have been happening, predictive programming, robots, violence in the ATL, etc. She thinks I'm crazy, but I've been preparing. I have a generator, grow my food, got my gun. Don't want to say that too loud. And my bag. Amen. Thank you for the super chat. Let your mama think you're crazy. My mama thinks I'm crazy. I go down. 
My mom thinks I'm crazy. She'll come like, what is this? It's a generator. What does it do? Just know if the shit hits the fan, you'll be at my house and you'll be safe. We'll still have electricity. So keep on preparing. Keep on doing what you got to do. Because trust me, as soon as some shit go down, your mama going to be at your house. So she can think that you're crazy, but it will come in handy. <laughs> so thank you so much for the super chat, love. Um, Alina Santan, she says, what's up, Auntie Thick Mommy T? I love and admire your work. Not topically related. Can you do a stream on how to launch and sustain a natural skincare business and selling on e-commerce platforms? Thank you so much for the super chat. I would think about it. Um, you know, it doesn't really have anything to do with my content, but I do have a video about my skincare, like, you know, how I was launching everything. Didn't get a lot of views, but it's somewhere in the YouTube archives where I talked about, you know, just how much work and, you know, like the company and doing research and stuff. So there's some information in there. So thank you so much. Um, let's see here. Ashley Boone sent She says, I love your mindset. Would you ever start uploading your discord videos to Spotify since you talk on a deeper level for us who can't join? Thank you for the super chat. No, I can't because on discord, it's very personable. Um, we're all on camera. I mean, sometimes it gets very emotional where people break down crying. I don't want to exploit that by putting that on Spotify or on my YouTube channel. Um, that's just for the members. I just feel like whoever is meant to be in there and watch it at that time and space, they were meant to be there. Um, I do post them in the discord, like in case you missed the meeting, you can watch it, but we've just kind of decided as a group, I don't want to post the full videos on podcasts or on YouTube. That's just strictly for the discord because we go deep and everybody is not trying to have their faces seen and ridiculed and you know we want we want to keep it low so that's the only thing so just keep trying to get in the discord and eventually you'll you'll get in there trust me um let's see here glam glam dot zan says i wonder why no one is asking for the financial reports on black lives matter you know what sis that's a really good question and i think the reason why nobody's really asking is because once again people are scared to be called racist because you know when you hold you know, certain groups accountable or ask questions, then the first thing that they'll say is you're racist, you're racist. And because we live in a society where everybody wants to tiptoe, nobody wants to be honest, nobody wants to have an honest conversation. Um, I think that's why. I think that's why nobody has really pulled the books back, you know, which is sad. Let's see here. Crystal B said 1999 says we have institutional lies by institutional lies. Mm, I like that. Thank you so much, sis. Um, Jay Mintocent 10 says I need back in the discord. T. I inboxed you a while ago. First of all, sir, why didn't your $5 go through, Jay? I was surprised when the when I seen you in the little boot section. I said, well, damn, did he just leave voluntarily? What happened, Jay? I'm going to need you back in there because you used to be in the Discord having me cracking up. But yeah, I seen the bot booted you out. I didn't know what that was about. <laughs> you know them bots don't play. Um, send me another email, boo. Send me an email. We got you, Jay. Yeah, I seen the bots. They kicked them. So I said, I was like, not Jay Minter. What? <laughs> them bots do not play, honey. Email me. We'll let you back in, Jay. Jay's funny. He used to be in there cracking me. We missed you this month. Ain't been as many jokes. <laughs> 
Um, Evelyn sent $50, says, oh my God, I haven't caught Alive in forever. Much love, lots of support. Thank you so much, Evelyn. Thank you for the super chat, love. Appreciate you. I haven't been on in forever, so it feels good to be back. So let's see here. Let me not forget my train of thought because I want to get back to Michael Brown's father. And I also want to talk about these Ferguson activists, okay? So while some people are thinking like, oh, folks are just hating, people are being negative against, you know, Tamika and against my son and all these other people. It's not that because people have been saying this for a while that so many times Black Lives Matter comes into these communities and they take over. And the activists who have been there, they literally get shut out and they don't have a say in anything. If you guys remember, several activists in Ferguson were killed since the Mike Brown shooting. Let me know if you guys remember that iconic picture. Remember the young man with the dreadlocks? He had on the American flag shirt and he was throwing that uh, gas can. He was throwing it back at the police. They were throwing gas cans at the crowd. He picked it up and he threw it at the police. And a photographer took that picture. Who remembers that? Put a teacup if you remember that. Okay. I can't think his name right now. If you know his name, that wasn't Darren. If you know his name, write it. That young man was killed. That wasn't Darren, stop. That was another young man. He was killed. They found him in a car. Supposedly, he committed the S word. He put a G to his head and he committed the S word. Okay? He was one of the activists. On top of that, another close friend of Mike Brown also ended up getting killed. Right? So... It's about six of them. Maybe I'll do a podcast one day breaking it down, but it's really deep. It's about six of them that died mysteriously. So now let's talk about Darren Seals. That's who, that wasn't the one who threw the gas can. Darren, Darren Seals was an activist in the community. He had did some time in prison, changed his life around, and was putting in work. Now, one of the things that Darren Seals said back in the day, everybody was calling him a hater. Oh, you're just jealous of D-Ray McKesson. Oh, you're homophobic. You're this and that. They were saying everything about Darren Seals. And he's like, no, I'm keeping it real. It has nothing to do with his sexuality. It has nothing to do with his blue jacket. They are coming in and they're, they're being disingenuous. They're taken from the community. And we don't know who these people are. So let me go ahead and show y'all what Darren Seals had to say way back when. Let me share my screen. Okay. So this was back in 2015. He says, Black death is a business. Millions and millions flowing through the hands of these organizations in the name of Mike Brown. Yet we don't see any of it coming into our community or being used to help our youth. I've been calling out this shit for months. People see this as an opportunity to not only build their names, but make bank at the expense of the lives of the people like me. That is what Darren Seals said. If y'all don't know what he looks like, this is what he looks like. This is Darren Seals. So y'all might remember him. Very handsome, you know, young man. And he was there with Mike Brown's mother and father um, when they found out that, you know, Darren Wilson wasn't going to be um, convicted, but he was always there at all these events and everything. Everybody in the community knew him. Here he was right here, straight out of Ferguson. So he was well, well known. Okay. But isn't it funny, you guys, 
that the people who are well known in these communities who put in work, they get shafted by the people that Black Lives Matter puts in place. And that was his issue. Darren Seals said that in 2015. Isn't it funny now in 20 uh, in 2021, several years later, now we're having this conversation and he was killed mysteriously. He at some, you know, I was following him for a while and he was very nervous because it seemed like he was being followed and there were like weird things happening to him. Then literally maybe like a week after his last post or something like that, he ended up being found in a car killed and the car was burnt. So it was a lot of mysterious things that came. Okay, the guy's name was Edward Crawford. Thank you so much. So the young man who threw that gas can was Edward Crawford. Let me Google his name real quick. If I can show y'all the picture for some of y'all who don't know. Okay, here we go. Yeah, this was him. A lot of people don't know that he died too. A lot of folks don't know this. So this was Edward. Y'all remember that picture? Him and Darren Seals are not the same person. I know people think that because they have dreadlocks, but they're not. But these are just some of the guys. At this point, it was three Ferguson activists who had died. And then it was four. But it ended up being about six. Six of them. So um, I don't know. I just find it very, you know, very ironic that Darren Seals was saying all this years ago. And many people were dismissing him. You know, Sean King was dismissing him. I remember him and D-Ray McKesson got into it and he went off on D-Ray. I don't know where D-Ray's been. I haven't really heard anything from him in years, but I remember he was calling out D-Ray and the one lady, Netta, she had a bunch of A's in her name on Twitter. He was calling her because none of them were from the community, but they were being, you know, put out there as activists for um, of activists from Ferguson and they were not from Ferguson and they were reaping the rewards of that. So I don't find this to be a coincidence. So, you know, while it's so easy to say that Tamir Rice's mom is being loud and ghetto and how dare she go off, you guys have to understand these people's frustrations, okay? Because this has been going on for years. And you're seeing people like Sean King and these others, you know what I'm saying, making a name for themselves, making a profit for themselves off of these, you know, tragic situations but even the family members who are activists, who are trying to do things in their own communities, they don't get any type of shine, any type of light, not even an update, like not even like, you know, three years later, where are they now? How is, you know, Tamir Rice's mother doing? I haven't heard about her in years. They're only talking about her because she cussed out Tamika Maori on Twitter. You know, so it's really sad what's going on with the whole Black Lives Matter situation. You know, like I said, I don't I don't want to you know, to be mean or, or to be judgmental or say that, you know, Tamika is not being sincere. I don't know her personally, but she's done some things, like I said, even here in the Twin Cities, that made me side-eye. How genuine is this? When you guys lead a protest in Oakdale at, at um, Derek Chauvin's house, when everybody with common sense knows he's not in that house, but yet and still Black Lives Matter is in this residential neighborhood creating noise and chaos, cussing out neighbors, just doing the most. Y'all know damn well he's not in that house. And then it came out like a week later, he was in Florida. You know, so at, at some point, it's like we have to move smart. Don't just do stuff for attention and cameras. 
you know, really be out there doing things. Don't just do it because now you're trying to get a name so you can be next to rappers and entertainers and be on the same level as them. And I think that's what's bothering a lot of real activists because now there's no differentiation between the rapper and the activists and the people who are genuinely there and the people who are just looking to make a name for themselves. So I believe that's where her frustration, where her frustration came from, you know, and I can't tell her how to feel. And Sean King has no right to tell her how to feel because she's a black mother who lost her black son. So you have no right to tell her, you know, oh, your, your, your feelings aren't genuine. It's because of racism. No, it's because of your ass. Okay. Because of y'all being attention seekers and doing the most. All right, would you say that Mike Brown's father, him wanting 20 million, is that because of racism too? I'm just saying. Um, let me go ahead and read some more of these super chats here. Uh, Maurice Joyner sent 10. Thank you so much, Maurice. Uh, Liz Coley says, I always found that very, very odd how Black Lives Matter moves and nothing comes out of their work except for Black rage and frustration. Where is the proof of the work? Amen, sis. Thank you so much for the super chat. Miss August uh, says, love you, T. I feel like I feel like you want Tamika something about the way she's moving. Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much, sis. Um, I am Shell 2005 says Black Lives Matter is a fraudulent organization. They will soon be exposed even more. Watch. Yeah, I think they're going to have to. They're going to have to eventually peel back the books because if they can sit and brag about getting 90 million dollars in donations and where is that money going? And they don't have anything to show for it except for the fact that they're flying these political activists around the, the country and putting up in hotels, that's not going to suffice because it is, it, you know, it's so much stuff that has happened even in our community here in the twin cities where now the memorial, I don't know if y'all know this, but where George Floyd was killed, they've now turned into an autonomous zone. Like in, uh, what is that in Seattle, Washington, where they had that whole autonomous zone, they did the same thing. So now you can't even go over there unless like, you know, these angry white people like at this point, I feel like a lot of the, the most angriest people in Black Lives Matter are liberal white people. I don't know if that's racist to say, but I'm like, why are all these like white man? Do you even live here or do you live in the fucking suburbs? Why are you here manning who can come into the George Floyd Memorial? And if any news people come, they chase them out. They cuss them out. They punk them right there on the live news. It's crazy in the Twin Cities right now. And now that that trial is going on, I don't know what's going to happen because they don't give them this huge $27 million settlement and they got all this fencing up. Sounds like, you know, somebody's about to get off, possibly. Who knows? But yeah, they turned that whole area into an autonomous zone per Black Lives Matter. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think. You know, even the whole defunding of the police. Now you have crime that has skyrocketed. When I was saying this ain't a good idea. Oh, no, you don't understand. You don't. OK, nobody has proposed anything that has really made sense. It's just defund. But there's nothing to replace. And crime has gone higher around the nation. Look at Atlanta. Look at Detroit. Look at Philly. I did a whole podcast on Philly here in the Twin Cities. You know, you have people who are coming into communities, speaking on communities that they don't live in. I would never go to the Bronx 
and speak on the, the politics of the Bronx and what should happen to the people of the Bronx. I don't live there. I'm not from that community. Just like I would never go to Atlanta and try to speak on stuff that, that should happen in Atlanta. That's why I just feel like we, we, it's too much mixing of stuff. You know, we have literally hip hop people being the voices of, you know, situations that they don't really understand, like T.I. It just doesn't make any sense. When you have people who have gone to school to be political science majors and who understand politics and who understand community organizations and and things like that, like they understand the ins and outs of that. Why are they not on stage speaking? I'm not moved because somebody sold 30 million copies of an album. Who cares? Has nothing to do with what's going on in that community. So I think that's where a lot of the frustration lies. Let's see here. Um, Why is it that when we question where the money is, you're called racist? Thank you, Meredith, for the uh, super chat. Right. That's the world that we're living in. Everything is an ism. And I think even for me, that's why I've kind of fallen back from the Internet and I don't really post as much, even like on Instagram. It's like for what? everybody's a victim. You you can't question anything. You can't say, well, this doesn't sound right because you're shaming. Everything's an ism. Colorism, racism. You know what I'm saying? Everything is an ism at this point. And I think people are just growing tired. And when you conflate issues like something as simple as, well, can we pull back the books and see where the money's going? And, you know, you could be potentially called a racist. Then that, you know, that messes up for real racist incidents, real racial situations. Even now, let me segue real quick. Um, how much, how long have I been on here? I'm just having fun, honey. Okay. I've been on here 45 minutes. Okay. This might be a longer stream, but it's okay. I don't have nothing else to do right now. Okay. Um, let me talk, let me segue really quick into the whole Asian situation that's going on in Atlanta. So I'm sure you guys have all heard. I took notes of the young white boy, uh, 21 years old, white man, excuse me, not white boy, white man. He went in, he shot, he went into like Asian spas and he got the shooting. His name was Robert Aaron Long, okay? Now, initially when the story came out, because I posted this on Instagram as well, um, it was played, it was kind of perpetuated as um, a racial story, right? Crazy lone white gunman goes in. He's killing Asians. Let me show y'all his picture. That's him. That's when it was a breaking news that he went in. He just started killing Asian uh, women with reckless abandon. That's how it's been portrayed. Well, now um, let me see here. Well, now that more information is coming out, I've noticed that the, the media they're trying to spin it a certain way. I don't know if y'all noticed this, but I was watching CNN the other day and I noticed it's this whole Asians are being attacked. Asians are under attack and it's because of the former president. It's because of the coronavirus. Oh, sorry, C-19. It's because of them calling it the China virus. And so now there's all this hype. And, and I'm not saying that Asians are not facing any type of discrimination or racism. I'm not saying that. Because I'm sure they are because of the whole C-19, right? But I'm noticing that the media is trying to push this whole narrative that Americans are out here attacking Asians, particularly white supremacists, right? Let me show you all this article. 
this is like the like you see people protesting, um, stop Asian hate. Okay. But what a lot of people are not even realizing is if you really look at who the victims were, one of them was a Latina and one was a white person. So these were not all Asians. I don't know if you guys are aware of that. But the media is spinning it as if this was all Asian people that were killed, not negating the ones that were. But I just you know, we got to be we have to have an honest discussion. So one of the people that were killed was Paul Andre Michaels, 54 years old. And another person that was killed was Eclaus R. Hernandez R. Ortiz. That's a Spanish name all day. OK. Now, let me also say something else. And I don't know if this is going to be controversial or mean. I, I, I don't know, but fucking I'm on a roll. Um, the man himself said this wasn't race-based. This was a sexual addiction that he had. And I watched on the news where one of his old like college roommates or something, they were saying that he had a sexual addiction and he had to go to like some type of therapy. Like his sexual addiction was really bad, right? So am I wrong to think, okay? This is where my mind goes. Am I wrong to think that maybe the reason why he targeted these Asian spas, because they were spas and massage places. It wasn't nail, it wasn't an Asian nail shop. Um, were these low key possibly brothels? Were there some type of sexual things going on in these businesses? Because he targeted these specific businesses. And now that I'm finding out more information, it's not all Asians that were killed. So what was really going on? What's the realty? But it's being spun as a C-19 against Asian people story. Okay. I don't know. Did y'all, did you, am I the only one? Okay. So y'all are seeing that too. Because these are massages, you know, the massage parlors supposed to be a massage, but sometimes you get a happy ending and he's a sex addict. I'm just saying, I feel like there's way more to the story, but see in the times that we live in, in this whole racially driven society and anything where racism sells papers and it garners clicks and views and it plays on people's emotions, they're spinning to this whole thing where now you would think that Asians are being just, just beat up and attacked and robbed all over the country. Like I said, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but they're making it more than what it is. Okay? I mean, I could go deep. There might be some age trafficking involved. I don't know. But something ain't right. Something is not right with the whole situation. And I think the more layers of the onion that we peel, you'll find out this story is a lot deeper than some crazy white supremacist with a G going after Asians. Because that's how the mainstream is spinning it. And you know, I'm not here. I'm not trying to offend anybody, any of my Asian subscribers. I'm just keeping it real. Okay. All the people that died weren't Asian. And this was a massage parlor. And this is a man that's, you know, that has a horrible sexual addiction. Something ain't clean in the buttermilk. Don't allow them to use this to paint a narrative of your community to help them sell papers and clicks and views on the Internet. Because I'm noticing a lot of black and Asian, black versus Asian settlements, you know, 
black guy pushing over Asian man and he's dying, black guy attacking Asians. I'm noticing a lot of that being played on the news too. Back in February, a young black teen pushed an Asian man down and he died. Back in, you know, January, you know, some teens jumped an Asian man in a laundromat. Like this is like, I'm seeing this. So again, divide and conquer, creating more division. Already got the whole black and white, you know, paradigm. Now we have the black and Asian paradigm. And I'm confused as to how it turned on black people. The killer's white. But all of a sudden, there's all these black versus Asian stories on CNN. Very strange. They had Jeremy Lin on there the other day, you know, upset. He said that somebody in the court called him coronavirus. Well, most of the people in the NBA are black. So obviously, it was a black player. So I, I, I don't understand, like, what they're doing. But I, I just see through the BS, and I'm not here for it. You know, rest in peace to all of those people who lost their lives. Because they all had families, they were working. The whole situation is sad, but I definitely feel like there's more to the story. And the media plays these games. And that's why I, I told y'all, I'm not getting emotionally invested in nonsense anymore. Not in 2021. I'm not getting emotionally invested in it. I look at the story, I read it, but I'm not getting emotionally invested. Because it seems like there's a lot of ulterior motives. Let's see here. Jay Stavita says, yes, T, here in the ATL, we have massage parlors. They stay open a little too late if you get me. Mm. See, I didn't even know that. You know, I just go to the regular massage person. But yeah, why do you need a massage at one o'clock in the morning? I'm just saying that, you know, like the old folks used to say, ain't nothing open at the midnight but legs, bitch. Okay. <laughs> That's an old Southern saying. Ain't nothing open at the midnight but legs. Don't nobody need a damn massage at one o'clock in the damn morning, ATL. See, there's, there's some, some ain't cleaning the buttermilk. Thank you so much for that, Jay. I'm glad I caught that super chat, honey. Some ain't cleaning the buttermilk. Let's see here. Uh... Dara Lemon says, T, I always watch your videos. Been watching for years. You keep me informed. And Concrete, my tin hat when it, and, and Concrete, my tin hat when it tingles. Keep doing your thing, queen. Thank you so much. And thank you for the super chat, love. Yes, yeah, something is going on with this story. This whole story is just, it's very interesting. The more information that comes out. Um, Tom Rowe says, Asians are saying they are being attacked and the media picked that up. The media has slowly picked up the narrative that they are pushing. Mm. Thank you so much for the super chat, love. You know, and the thing is this. Okay, let's not act like this is the first time a group of people have been attacked. Who, who was here around 9-11? How many Muslims were just punched in the back of the head? There go Muslim or people run up and just pull off their hijab. Their hijab. You know how many Muslims were attacked after 9-11? Happens to every race. I'm not saying it's right. I don't agree with it at all. I'm not condoning it. What I'm saying is they're not the first. They're not the first. They, they got a 1-800 number and everything. What was the 1-800 number for all the Muslims that were being attacked after 9-11? Hell, even the sheiks were being attacked. They're like, we're not even Muslim. We don't praise Allah. You got a turban on, you're Muslim. They was just whooping ass. There were so many attacks after 9-11. It was crazy. Crazy. 
People like to forget and pick and choose. This ain't nothing new. This is America. In my Danny Glover voice. <laughs> this is America. Uh, uh. <laughs> sent 25 says, hey, Tiz David, sending love from Minneapolis, BP. Oh! <laughs> hey, friend. <laughs> I know who you are, friend. <laughs> You're looking radiant, lovely as always. Thank you for all you do. Thank you so much, David. I appreciate you. Thank you. Brooklyn Park represent. <laughs> Shout out to all the folks from Minnesota, hoodie. We're out here. We're not as deep as the folks from New York and LA and Atlanta, but we're here. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, King Yah, what's up, King? He sent $20. He said, what's up, queen? It's King Yah. I had to come show you some love. I'm on my break from my second job and wanted to say hello. Stay beautiful. Thank you so much, King Yah. I hope you end up coming to the meeting tonight. We're going to do like a little after party meeting, talking about other stuff. So hopefully you'll be off of work by then. So thank you so much. Um, let's see here. Locust sent 499 says, H trafficking is rampant in the ATL. Hmm. That part. Very rampant in the ATL. You're not lying about that. Thank you so much, sis. Um, let's see here. Naya Bella says, T, we had that kind of happy ending place near where I used to live within a massage shop. There are rooms for happy endings. We call it the spooge shop. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That boy done got a good happy ending and got addicted. And maybe his favorite happy ending masseuse person was like, nah, I don't want to service you no more because you're just damn creepy. And he went crazy. Something, something happened. It is something. It's the reason why he picked out those two spots and aired out everybody in the damn vicinity, Asian or not. Um, Melanin Queen, what's up, sis? I ain't seen you in a while. <laughs> she says, T ain't nothing open at the midnight, but look a store and legs. Love you, girl. <laughs> Love you too. Thanks for coming through, sis. Let's see here. Goodest JJP says NBC News deleted a tweet about how black people can help them. <laughs> Wait, what? Hold up. NBC News deleted a tweet about how black people can help the Asian community. Why? <laughs> Why did they delete it? Were they getting drugged? I know black Twitter. Oh, you know, Shay, but the Twitter wasn't having it. Don't you be saying that no tweet? What about our tweet? We go through shit. Oh, Shay Butter Twitter, let them have it. That's why they deleted it. You ain't even got to explain. <laughs> Mary sent $13.99 Canadian money. She says, hey, T, sending lots of love from the six in Toronto. We love you all around the world. Thank you for all your hard work to put out your videos and all oh, that crime idea you have. I'm here for it. Please do it. Thank you so much, sis. I definitely will. I definitely will. I want to start talking about a lot of, you know, a range of other stuff. So thank you for that. Um, Winnika, I love that. She says, love you, honey. Keep up the great work you do. Loving you from Dirty Dallas. Thank you so much, sis. Thanks for coming through. Uh, Latanya Richardson says, hey, T, BLM has, hijacked, has been hijacked by politics. When you try to donate to BLM, you will be directed to a landing page by Act Blue, a Democratic donor site. Mm. Maybe that's why they're not able to peel back the books and find out where that money's going. Because it's going to the candidates. Thank you for that, sis. I am not free. Says, I be missing your lives and videos. Come back. We need you in these YouTube streets. 
Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you. So yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. I, I just had to hit on the on that whole story really quick because I see another narrative being pushed. And I wouldn't be surprised if at this point they don't they might start a, you know, a AML, a, no, wait, ALM, Asian Lives Matter, you know, because the way they're pushing it. Their lives matter, don't get me wrong, but I feel like they're pushing so much racial stuff. You know, and it's just more divide and conquer. And it's, it's scary. It's really scary how the media just has a, you know, a way of manipulating things. So let me go ahead here. We're going to get to the next story because I know I've been on here for a while. Oh, an hour already. So let's talk about this whole Candace Owens, Cardi B nonsense. So Cardi B did the Grammys this weekend, her and Meg Thee Stallion, and they performed WAP. Okay. Now I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of shocked at the one part when they did the whole scissoring. You know, I thought that was a bit much, you know, for the Grammy stage. I was like, oh Lord. Y'all see, y'all heard my damn video when I was recording this shit from the television and posting on Instagram. I was like, oh Lord. You know, I feel like you know it was a bit much, you know, but at the end of the day, this society has changed so much. As far as, you know, things that people deem acceptable and not acceptable. And again, some of these male rappers can rap about all types of stuff, you know, how they want a throat baby and, you know, they get all types of praises. But when it comes to female rappers, it's a lot of mess. And also, let's not act like Cardi is not the first female rapper to get on stage and be raunchy at these different award shows. And we can go back to, you know, Madonna at the MTV Awards performing like a virgin, rolling around on the ground. You know, so you we've had a lot of stuff, right, that's gone on. So Candace Owens, once again, is upset. She's in her feelings. So she's on Tucker Carlson, and I, and I catch his show every now and then. You know, I like to watch all these news outlets, from Dan Fox to MSNBC, CNN. I watch them all, okay? I don't owe nobody my damn loyalty. She's on there talking, Um yeah, I mean, I get it. MTV is not the Grammys. But again, every the, the bar has been set so low. What does even matter? Look at the music that was up for award. Well, let, let's keep it real. Is, is the Grammys really as elite anymore? To me, it's no different than the MTV awards. Let's keep it real. When you have songs with, you know, very vulgar lyrics, cuss words being nominated for Grammys, at that point, it's on the same level as the MTV award. I'm sorry. But again, that's my opinion. Anyways, so she's upset. She's in her feelings. And she's saying that, you know, this performance was horrible. You know, it's making, you know, this is like messing up this next generation of girls. Cardi B's a horrible role model, everything else. And so, again, Candace Owens has the right to her opinion, regardless if I agree, disagree, whatever. I don't understand for the life of me why Cardi B keeps responding to Candace Owens. Candace was on a Fox News interview being interviewed for her opinion. So once the interview goes, it wasn't even viral. It didn't go viral till Cardi B tweeted about it because I didn't even know about the interview. And I, and I watched Tucker Carlson every now and then. So it goes viral because Cardi B tweeted about it. Let me find... Your damn back and forth. I got all these damn screens here. Give me just a second, honey. This shit's ridiculous. Okay. 
Rapper Cardi so this is they just keep wanting to post this. Okay. So hold on. Let me pull let me pull up my screen so y'all can see this. Okay. So there's some of the tweets I'm missing, but first she was saying something about how Fox News was talking about her and they're giving her more views on her YouTube channel. And so um then Cardi says, Wow, imagine if WAP caused the downfall of the American empire and not North Korea, bomb threats, terrorism, racism, or bad government. That would be so iconic, stream up slash WAP. And then Candace says, I don't work for Fox News, but callous, nor do I take issue with you having success. I take issue with you being used to encourage young women to strip themselves of dignity. Men typically treat women how they treat themselves. You know that. And then at that point, Cardi B had posted this picture of Candace's, um, it's about Candace's husband and brother. Let me go ahead and pull this tweet up because she's since deleted it. So yeah, I can kind of get the context of what they're going back and forth about. Okay. It's on my desktop. Let me pull it up here. Okay, so this is the tweet. So Candace wrote, yes, my husband did cheat on me with my brother. Yes, he said no when I asked to join them. So Cardi B wrote, not you talking about two women thrusting their vaginas together while your husband and brother slaps cocks and balls together. So that was that back and forth. And then let me show y'all Candace's response here. Okay, so this was Candace responding. She says, I'm literally laughing out loud. Cardi, my dear, this is clearly a Photoshop tweet. Only one of us has a husband that sleeps around. Ooh, the shade, honey. Then she says, just spoke with my family and I'm 100% suing Cardi for that nonsense. You can't just start throwing out wild lies against private members of my family because you're upset. Someone called you, someone called you out of your degenerate performance and I'll keep you all posted. So at that point, she claims she's going to sue her. Then Cardi basically responded back to her. And Cardi says that she's going to sue Candace for lying and saying that she's the one who photoshopped the tweet. The whole back and forth was stupid. In my personal opinion, this is this, right? Why does Cardi keep responding back to this woman? Cardi is constantly giving this woman what she needs. Do you know that she only goes after Cardi when she has something to sell? The last time her and Cardi got into it, oh, her book was for sale. Her book sales went through the roof. You basically introduced your audience, which is a particular audience, to Candace and other people. You gave her the attention that she wanted. So you would have thought you would think that Cardi would have learned from that whole back and forth that happened a few months ago. So again, when you feed into the nonsense, this is what happens. Well, now Candace just announced that she has a new show, and her new show will be premiering tomorrow. So Cardi, you just gave her a new show, more traffic and more views, and for what? Now, I also find it very interesting that Candace is always mad at Cardi. Now, when I watched the performance, I could have sworn Meg the Stallion was up there too. Was she not scissoring with Meg? Or was she by herself scissoring? There was two people up there. But it's like she only goes after Cardi because she knows Cardi will respond. 
Whereas if she would have said Meg's name, Meg would have been like, rolled her eyes and galloped away and wouldn't have paid her no mind. So I think that's where, that's where Cardi messed up. Why keep responding to her and giving her attention? You know that's what she wants. She has a new show coming out. You know, at the end of the day, she has the right to have her opinion. She didn't like the performance. A lot of people said that the performance was too raunchy. They weren't feeling it. That is their that is their opinion. I'm not, you know, I'm not her shield. I'm not her damn protector. I'm not out here to change anybody's mind. If you didn't like the performance and you thought it was gross, that is your opinion. Just like the folks who like their performance and they support it, that is their opinion. Why can we not live in a world where people can just say, you know what? Agree to disagree. I like it. It's my cup of tea. I don't like it. It's not my cup of tea. Why does it have to turn political and, and where we got to belittle and, and, and drag and do all that extra stuff? I think it's like a bit much, you know? And so basically they're both talking about suing each other. But to be honest, ain't neither one of them going to sue shit. Okay. First of all, Candace, the only lawsuit you need to worry about is suing them damn fact checkers, bitch. Okay. I need you to sue them because that way you can set a damn precedence so they can stop fucking with me on Instagram. That's the only lawsuit I'm behind Candace going through. Okay. If y'all don't know, she's suing the fact checkers because the fact checkers have been trying to basically stifle, you know, voices that have dissenting opinions like Candace Owens, myself and other people. You know, I may not agree with everything that Candace Owens says, but she has the right to say it. Just like people don't always agree with what the fuck I say. But guess what? I should have the right to say it. Like I always say, the people that you control is yourself. So if somebody is saying something that you don't agree with, don't engage. That's their opinion. Just don't even engage because what that does, especially when you are on a level like Cardi B and you have a huge following and you have people who support you. And when you tweet or say anything, it gets picked up by the mainstream. That's when you have to understand that your words have power and you got to stop giving your power to people who don't matter. Her opinion is her opinion and she has every right to that opinion. But when you feed into it and you start arguing her back and forth on Twitter, it looks silly. Because at the end of the day, you have a bigger fan base. You have way more to gain. So you're doing her a favor. That's why she loves picking at Cardi. You've never heard her say anything about Nikki as if Nikki's a nun. Nikki dances the same way. Nikki has the same raunchy ass lyrics. She's never said nothing about Nikki. She's never said nothing about Meg. She's never said nothing about Saweetie. Okay. She picks and chooses because she knows that if she talks about Cardi, she'll get a reaction. So I think Cardi shouldn't have gave her the reaction that she was looking for. Because now, oh, she's gassed up today, honey. Let me see if I can find her. Let me see if I can find today's tweets. Now, another thing I think is bullshit, too, with Candace is that she's talking about she wants to sue Cardi. But this is my issue with this. Why I think Candace is an attention whore. Is Candace also going to sue all these legitimate publications who said the same thing? Because this happened in November. Um, AceShowbiz.com is a legitimate publication. They wrote the same thing. Candace admits husband did cheat on her with brother. Okay? All these other people did the same thing. They ran with that same tweet. So why do you only want to all of a sudden sue Cardi? But you're not trying to sue the people who put the story out there. That's how you know Candace is full of shit. And she's just looking for attention. And unfortunately... Bacalas, I think that's how you say her real name, <laughs> keeps giving her the attention that she does not deserve. Stop responding back to this woman, uh, Cardi. Like, shit, it's not that damn serious. But let me show y'all. Well, she, she loves the attention. 
Okay, this is what she wrote five hours ago. Let me see. Is this the one? Look, still talking to Cardi. She loves the attention. This is what she wrote five hours ago. Still talking to Cardi. She says, Cardi says, yes, I did. Look and click the link and you will see what I did. It was like a video or something. Then she says, imagine being dumb enough to think any person is falling for this. Then she says, let me check YouTube to see if Cardi deletes, deleted a tweet on Twitter. Your fans are stupid, mine are not. What else did she do? You did not delete all the tweets pertaining to me. You specifically deleted the one in which you lied about my family, claiming you personally saw the tweet written from me on Twitter while I was trending. Even Snoop's called out your filthy lie. There was another one she gave out a code with Cardi's name. I mean, this woman is obsessed with her at this point. Is this the one? That Cardi B deletes false tweet about Candace. Gee, I wonder what made Ad Cardi B delete the Photoshop tweets regarding my husband and brother. Too late, degenerate. You mess with my family. I won't stop until the CEO and the chairman of that WAP, until I'm the CEO and the chairman of that WAP. This bitch is crazy. <laughs> This was just crazy. But there's another tweet that I saw earlier. And this cuckoo bird was using Cardi B's name as like a discount code, like for her new show or her new like newsletter or something. Um, it was for something. And she had like discount code Cardi B, 25% off. I don't know if she removed that tweet, but she had that. So this this woman is just full of shit at this point. She's looking for attention. And that's the that's the problem. She is going to keep on, you know what I'm saying? Dragging her and talking shit because of that. She is. Um, let's see here. Tea fav- flavor goat. Child, get your ass out of here. Again. Let me see. Jojo said 99 says, Hey T, love you. Did you see the ratings for the scammies? People are catching on to the fraudulent show. These awards shows gotta go. Yeah, I think the ratings were pretty low. I don't think they were as high. I think that's why they had so many, you know, more like it was more hip hop based, I think, um, than previous years. Also, I'm going to keep it real. I believe that the Savage won that song Savage with Beyonce and Meg. I believe that that won as many awards as it did. I mean, okay, cool song. But I think they also did it to push Beyonce to break another record. I don't know. Did y'all peep that? I think like, you know, that's kind of why I got pushed as much as it did because Beyonce broke records. There's always like, just, I don't know. There's just always these little intricate things about these Grammy shows and about these different award shows and, you know, the way they pick the winners and stuff like that. Not saying that, you know, Meg wasn't deserving of getting a Grammy, but I feel like, you know, the the extra Grammys were to help Beyonce because, again, it pushed Beyonce where she needed to be to break another record. I'm just saying. Let's see here. Mega also says I'm a woman in the ATL. And when I was 19, I went to a massage parlor because it was all I could afford. The woman slipped her finger in to see if I was interested. Oh, shit. What? Oh. Man, we don't know where your finger's been. How dare you slip your finger inside my woo-ha or my wop? What the hell? Oh, that 
thinking to read that. What did you do? And then you were 19, so you were still young. That is that is S assault. Mm. That is S assault. Oh, that was bold. Mm. My massage lady be asking for permission every step of the way. She was massaging my butt yesterday. <laughs> she was like, am I allowed to massage right here? Your upper glutes. She was kind of the professional name and everything. And now I'm going to move down to your lower glutes. Yeah, you made sure. Yep, you have my permission. I've never heard of that, though. Just, oh, I wish I wish she would have touched my damn wop. Bitch, what? Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, I was not expecting to read. That is horrible. Oh. I mean, I always knew that some of the massage parlors were shady, but at least ask. Ask me if I want a happy ending and let me decide. You don't just slip your damn finger in there and hope that I like it. The fuck? Uh Uh-uh, honey. (laughs) You never know what you're going to get on my live streams. I swear. I was not expecting that at all. That is crazy. I'm so sorry you had to go through that, sis. Oh, my gosh. Whoo. I didn't even know they were giving females happy endings like that. What kind? What in the world? Hmm. Damien Davis says, thank you for doing what you do, T. Bringing my spirit. You bring my spirit joy and peace. Love from San Diego. Thank you so much, Damien. Thanks for coming through. Appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Goddess JJP says, NBC News deleted the tweet. Oh, yeah. Okay. I read that one earlier. Oh, let's see here. Travis Timmons sent $100. Thank you so much, Travis. He says, Candace doesn't realize she's not hurting Cardi. She's the reason WAP went number one twice. Love you, T. Be safe. Thank you so much, Travis. Love you, too. And thank you for the super chat. Yeah, you know, I just feel like it's a waste of time. You know, Candace is just doing the most at this point. You know, she's doing it for attention. She's doing it to bring attention to her show. You know, but does Candace have the right to not like the performance? Absolutely. People are entitled to their opinion, you know, at the end of the day. But all this extra stuff, she's going to drag this Cardi shit on for the next week. She's probably going to have the topic on her show. Oh, she's going to eat off of this. That's the same thing she did when they got into it. She drugged that Cardi topic for at least two weeks to make sure that her books sold. And they did. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's see here. Wavy T says, T, I love your videos. This Chauvin trial is giving me anxiety. I'm praying for everyone's safety. Yeah, it's a lot. They're live streaming the trial too, which is very interesting. I seen it was going live today on um on YouTube. So it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, what the outcome is. All we can do is wait. Thank you so much, though. Um, let's see here. Beauty and Brain says, my super chat disappeared before. I just want to say I love you, T, and everything you do. Thank you so much, sis. Thanks for coming through. Appreciate it. Um, Grace K sent 10. Thank you so much. Somebody said I got a massage and fell asleep. Oh, yeah, I've, I've had that happen, too. They got to come and knock on the door like, you, you, you got to go. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, put on my clothes. <laughs> Let me get dressed. <laughs> I've fallen. I've been knocked out after a massage before. I've, I've been there, sis. Don't feel bad. Knocked out. They don't have to kick open the door. Like, you in there still? Like, damn, gotta go. Let's see here. Let me, um, so we talked about that situation. 
right. I know I've been out here for a while. Okay, I've been out here for an hour, 19 minutes. I want I gotta hit on this AI situation before I go. We we gotta hit on this. Let's see. Okay, wait, before I hit on the AI thing, wait, I gotta show y'all this because I this may be mad. I didn't get a chance to post it. No, I did. I posted on the Discord. Y'all may not know about this, but there are some new rules and regulations coming to all themes parks starting in California. So let me pull this up. This is bullshit. I posted this earlier on Discord. I'm just going to play for you. I'm not even going to tell you what the, what the new regulation. I'm just going to play it so, you, so we can just be mad together. I'm so over this COVID mess. All right, when theme parks open up again next month, you might have to tone down excitement on the roller coaster. Yes, try not to scream because it's not allowed on thrill rides at Disneyland, Knott's, and all other California theme parks. That's right, you'll have to ride roller coasters in silence, they say. It's part of the proposed new COVID safety guidelines. Screaming and shouting in public increases the risk for the virus to spread. The plan is being backed by the California Attractions and Parks Association. Shout. At this point, they're trying to take like the fun out of humanity. How do you tell people they can't scream at a theme park? I am like one of the biggest screamers you'll ever meet. Honey, we could be at the Mall of America, and those rides are not that dangerous. And I'd be all around the mall, like, ah! My kids be so embarrassed, like, be quiet. It's not that serious. You act like you're, like, on a 50-foot drop. I scream on roller coaster. I'm a screamer. That's part of the fun of getting on these rides. And it's just like, why can't you scream? And the thing is, you're outside. And no, I'm not riding a roller coaster with a damn mask on. I'm not doing all that. That just seems dangerous. You know, I just I just don't get like, why are they doing stuff like this? It just does not make sense to me. Like, can we just I mean, I understand things are not going to go back to what it was. It's not going to be a, a normal, just a new normal. But for them to take screams away and then what do they plan on doing? Are they going to know who on that 50 foot ride screamed or will there be cameras in each seat? That are going to be watching you. So if you're like, ah, as soon as you get off the roller coaster, they're there with handcuffs. Ma'am, you have to leave. Well, why would I do? You were screaming. How do they plan on regulating this shit? Like, this is ridiculous. I can see they're like, you can't just walk around screaming as you're walking in the theme park. But on the roller coasters, you can't scream. The fact that somebody thought to propose this and the media is reporting on this and nobody says this makes no sense. How do you even plan to implement this? Are we not going to be snitching on each other? Because remember, they had they had a hotline here. We could call and snitch on your neighbor. You see extra cars in your in their driveway around Thanksgiving that shouldn't be there. Call this one eight hundred number. And folks was calling it snitching. My neighbor got four cars in their driveway. Some of them show uh, Illinois license plates. Snitching. So what are you going to do now? You going to snitch on the people who are behind you screaming or in front of you? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Something ain't right with this. It's like they're trying to take just what it is to just be a person and have fun. They're taking the fun out of everything. And I'm I'm not cool with that. I'm not cool with that at all. When I seen that, like that just irked me. Okay. I don't, I mean, I couldn't imagine taking my kids when they were younger to like an amusement park and telling them don't scream. 
have fun, but don't scream. Just sit there in silence. So what's next? If, if we're going to say, you know, and y'all let us say I'm reaching, but honestly, where does it end? So can we not scream anymore when we watch scary movies at the movie theater? If those ever open up again? Well, some of them are open. What if I scream in the theater? Will I be escorted out during the movie? Okay, if screaming is bad, what about sneezing? Bam, you sneeze, you got to go. Coughing. Just things that people do as human beings. Hell, we might get in trouble for breathing. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> that's going to be the only way we know we're still alive. I mean, what next? You can't breathe. <laughs> well, I'm going to be dead if I can't breathe. I don't know, man. This is a slippery slope. I'm not feeling this shit. I ain't feeling it at all. This is just, it's too much. I'm here yeah, in a second. Like too much breathing over here. <laughs> it's just, it's too much. It's way too much. I'm not feeling that. When I was sent that news to RG, sent it to me. I was like, oh no, you got to be kidding me. This is ridiculous. But it was, it's a true story. Um, let me see here. Oh, let's see. Uh, Kurt Terrain said 1999 says, Hey, auntie, many blessings to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the super chat, love. Um, Bree says, how's it going? Thank you for the sticker. Appreciate you, Bree. Um, Life is everything says, how will they know we are screaming? Are they about to have scream police at the roller coaster? That's what I'm saying, sis. Who is about to regulate this? Who has this job? I'm the scream police. Y'all get on this roller coaster. There's a hundred foot drop. If I even think you're going to scream, you're going to get your ass beat when you get off that roller coaster and the score is smooth out of six flags. I mean, who, whose job is this? <laughs> I can't with this world anymore. I swear. Like who, who applied for the position? Like whose job is this to regulate who screams? I need answers, Sway. Um, Nick Ogar, 715 says, I just like how they make you wear masks to get on a plane, but you take it off to eat snacks. <laughs> Wait, you're not having flown in a year, honey. I've been stuck in the Twin Cities. So you mean to tell me they make you wear masks on a plane, but then they allow you to take it off to eat snacks that they serve you. You see, this makes no sense. But when I said this months ago, oh, I was reaching. Remember, everybody got mad at me because I went out to dinner. Why are you going out to dinner, T? You shouldn't be going out to dinner. Because I don't want to sit in the house. I don't feel like fucking cooking. I want to go out to dinner. Well, how are you going to eat with a mask on? And I'm like, nobody's eating with their mask on. You slide it off and you eat. And I kept saying to people, do y'all understand this makes no sense? We're going into the restaurant. You're taking my thermometer to make sure, I mean, my, my temperature with the monitor to make sure that I don't have a, a fever. Okay. You're telling me I can't come on without a mask. Okay. So I have a mask. They take my temperature. They seat me. Then they bring out all this luscious food. And guess what? I take off my mask and I start eating. What? Like, how? Did, like, it makes no sense, you guys. It just makes no sense. If I'm a cat C19, would I not catch it as I'm eating and no, 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 stuffing my damn fat face? <laughs> this shit makes no sense. So you mean tell me the same thing that they're doing in restaurants, they're doing on the plane. 
mandatory mask. You can't get on a plane without a mask. And then as soon as you're up in the air, here comes a little contraption with snacks. <laughs> and then what do you want? Cookies or pretzels? I'll take cookies. You want a drink? Yep, I'll have a Coke. So you take out your mask to eat all this. If y'all don't see the foolishness in this shit, child, it, it just makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. But okay. <laughs> and in some places, they talking about they want folks to double mask. When I seen that news, I was like, F you, Anthony Fauci. I'm not double masking shit. Period. Okay? Can barely breathe with one. I ain't doubling nothing. Especially when you just take it off any damn way to eat. <laughs> you go out. Oh, that is so funny. I had no idea that they were allowing folks to eat on planes, but yet and still going off on people if they take if they don't have a mask. It make it make sense. Thank you so much, Nick. I appreciate that. Um, Jeanette Richardson says, I would love, I would have to agree to disagree on that happy ending. I'd be LOL the whole time. Like you live when you're not. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. You said agree to disagree. You want a random person fingering you? I'm, I guess I'm confused. What are you disagreeing with, sis? I'm confused. I don't know. Agree to disagree. So are you saying that you want just to slip it in? And see? I don't know. I'm just trying to find out where we disagree. Because I don't think that that was okay. I'm sorry. Chad, I don't know where your hands have been. But I don't give a damn. I don't know you. I don't want you slipping your fingers and shit. I don't know what are we, where are we disagreeing at. I'm just saying, maybe you like happy endings. I don't know. But I'm assuming, but you know, your name is Jeanette. So I'm assuming Jeanette is a woman, unless it's a man. Like if it was like a man, but the name was John, okay, I could see where they agreed to disagree because, you know, John got a, you know, a, a, a peen. But Jeanette, I'm confused. Maybe she can write it further in the comments. Let's see here. Auntie Chase Hardy says, I showed my boyfriend your post about the AI and I told him to check the TikTok. My boyfriend started to bob his head with enjoyment. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And you're part of the conspiracy squad. What I tell you, I said it on Instagram. I was surprised when I went to go listen to Speed Demon. It was kind of a bop. I said, wow. They're normalizing AI. Slowly but sure, look at your boyfriend. He done got conditioned in the span of five minutes. <laughs> Thank you so much for the super chat, sis. Um, Raven R sent $49.99. She says, next they're going to say you can't eat in the food court. Well, with all these malls closing, maybe they already are. Yeah, malls are shutting down. Malls are about to be up obsolete in like the next few years. I think everything is going to be moving online just because so many stars, stores and like brick and mortar buildings are closing down. So everything's going to be online. But thank you so much for the super chat, sis. Let's see here. Um, I read that one. Sinet? Sinquinet. Sinquinet. That's interesting. I like that name. Sinquinet. Okay. Says the same thing at my gym. You have to keep your mask on while on the machines, but you can take it off to drink water. <laughs> it does not make any sense. So you mean to tell me 
C19s only at the front of the store, at the front of the door and you walk in and it's only on the gym equipment, but it's not on the water fountain. It just doesn't make sense at all. No, Toys R Us is not coming back, May May. Not at all. They shut down all the Toys R Us. Let's see here. LC Sam five says, I just flew this past weekend. <clears throat> they keep saying to keep social distance, but every seat was taken. <laughs> every seat. So it's not, remember, they were talking about we got to be six feet apart. So again, these companies are feeling the effects of the, the whole C-19 shutdown. They're, they're trying, they have to make their money. So they're filling every seat. That's how I just feel like this was just, man, this was just a bigger plan. Just a bigger plan. Thank you so much for the super chat, though, sis. Um, Daphne C says, soon they're going to be going to add the side note. However, you may scream if you took the vaccine. Ooh. I would not be surprised. You want to scream? Take the vaccine. That could be a song and everything. I could see a rapper coming out with that. You want to go to the park and scream. You got to take, take the vaccine. Uh, uh. Yeah, I could see that being a remix. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have all types of little stipulations. They're going to make it where we can't do anything anymore until you get that. Yeah, I noticed I seen a lot of people been tagging me, honey. Tigo Damas told y'all that vaccine passport was coming. It is now here. Um, overseas in Europe, they already they officially launched it, the vaccine passport. So it'll be here in America soon enough. Coco Taylor says, I can't even go out and have fun anymore. The clubs let you take off the mask the moment you walk in. I've noticed that too. I went to a club recently and they was all strict at the door. You put on the mask, put on the mask, put on the mask. <laughs> so okay, fine, shit. Put on the mask. You know, it's like you don't want to, you don't want your lips to get all smeared on your face. Put on the damn mask. Take the temperature. Go down the steps. You can take it off now. What the? <laughs> what? What was the difference? What? So C-19 is only up there, but not in here? I just, I don't get it. It just does not make any sense at this point. It doesn't. I don't know if they're just doing it to like, you know, because of regulations, you know, so we got to go really hard at the door. But then once you get in, it's just like, okay, you can take it off now. Because they were serving food in the club, too. People were at the bar drinking. Ciao. <laughs> Rachel in the comment section said, I'm over here cracking up laughing. <laughs> um, Mandarins91 says, the AI was crazy. They really want mindless money machines. Yes, they do, sis. They do. Thank you for the super chat. Um, Brianna Hayden says, at, Pan at Planet Fitness, you don't have to wear your mask while you're working out, huffing and puffing. But you do have to wear it when you walk in and out. Yeah. They did that when I was going there, too. Oh, it's a mess. It's a straight up mess. COVID be like, ho, she eating. <laughs> Thank you, Kayla. Thank you for the super chat. Miles and Vivin says, may I ask a question? What is it about AI that scares you? Keep up the good work. Da -na -na, da -na -na. All right, Miles. All right, y'all. Let's go ahead and break it down. Okay, Miles. Let's talk about the AI situation. I can't believe it's 6.30 already. Oh, my gosh. Okay. There's a new AI, right? And I'm not saying that all AI is bad, so don't get me wrong. 
you know, um, sometimes, you know, we do need AI in certain situations. You know, there's nothing wrong with technology, but I don't like this whole merging of man and machine. That's the part that bothers me with AI because we're becoming desensitized and it's becoming normalized. Okay. If you guys do not know, I have posted this on Instagram. Um, somebody has shared it on Discord. There's a new AI rapper, and his name is FN Mika. Mika. Very creepy looking, too. Um, let me show y'all his picture. Okay. This is FN Mika. He's a legit rapper. He's an AI. He's the first AI-powered robot rapper. And so let me read to you what it says here. FN Mika is the latest to join a bunch of new bots. FN being credited as the world's first AI-powered robot rapper. He just released a new single called Speed Demon. <laughs> Demon time, huh? Interesting. That's already making waves on TikTok. Then it says, according to the press release, FN Mika is powered by Vidaya, a distributor that provides a platform for his label, which lives in a dimension somewhere in between the human world and the virtual world, empowering not only these unique creators, but the teams behind them. Together, they've released a handful of singles like Moonwalking and the Internet, in addition to his new track. He is currently making waves and gaining traction on SoundCloud. Okay, that's his SoundCloud account. Look, over 5,000 listeners. That's crazy. And I don't want to play his music because YouTube will, like, you know, hit me with a copy, right? So I'm trying to watch out that stuff. But the music wasn't bad. I didn't even talk about demons, but it was like the beat was hot. Find myself bobbing to the shit. I'm like, I don't like this. Okay, so this is my issue with it, right? I believe they're conditioning us to start looking at these AI rappers and influencers. We already had like a AI dark skin model because I guess real dark skin models are not sufficing. So they built an AI one. Um, they have different AI. There's even like an AI vlogger. There's like different communities of AI. The reason why this bothers me, you guys, is because these AIs, along with these deep fakes, if we continue to allow this and normalize this, right? They're not going to need human beings. And I believe that this is why they're pushing this because a lot of these influencers are finding themselves in a lot of trouble recently. If you guys don't know David Dorbrick, he's the white guy on YouTube. Let me find his picture, him. Child, they don't accuse him and his whole crew of the R word, Okay. You know, when they do shit, they ignore it. Just like James Charles and all that dumb shit he's been out here doing with them little boys. Um, so he's been accused of all types of stuff. He's part of the vlog squad. So this has been front page news. He's rich. I mean, he has like millions and millions of followers. And now they're even thinking about, um, SeatGeek is thinking about not partnering with him. A lot of people are backing off of him. Let me see if I can. This is another story. So he's just been a lot of controversies, right? So this is what I'm thinking. This is where my mind goes with all this AI stuff when I see it being normalized, right? These companies, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of these companies are losing money. Let's keep that real. YouTube is losing money, Twitter. Um, 
that's why a lot of these platforms are now trying to figure out ways to like start charging, you know, Twitter charging for exclusive tweets. YouTube is coming out with a membership program now where they can take payments from all over the world. Cause you know, certain countries, they don't have PayPal. Like I know, um, my, my, uh, tech guy who works on my website, they don't take PayPal in Pakistan. They only use Payoneer. So they're trying to work on all these different payment methods to be able to get more money to YouTube. If you guys have not noticed, the ads on here are crazy. Okay. And I'm, and I understand this is how I eat, but it's the point now where it, it, it even makes me kind of like something is wrong here because I've been on this platform for a long time, even before there were ads. And before it was three at the most, you could hit skip and that was it. And they were spaced out like maybe five, 15 minutes apart. Now there's literally double ads, first ad, second ad. It's like, well, damn, what the hell? There's been times where I could watch a five minute video and literally six ads have played. There are some times where there's ads that run up to an hour. I'm like, that's not an ad, that's a commercial. It's an infomercial. And unless you hit skip, it will keep playing. So it's to the point now where I'm so frustrated, I might have to get YouTube red. Because there's so many ads now. And I think that's what they're doing. They're trying to annoy you so much with ads that you'll join their paid service, which is YouTube red. Because the ads here no longer make any sense. And we don't control them. Because people are like, oh, you got about 30 ads in your videos. I don't control them. They control them. Even if you say you don't want ads, they took that option away in November of 2020. So even like like ASMR people, <clears throat> they don't like having ads in their videos because it disrupts. YouTube now monetizes every single video on their platform. They don't care if you say, hey, I don't want ads on this video. They're going to put an ad in the video, several ads. That's the new rule as of November 2020. So we don't control the placements. We don't control how long. We don't control the type of ads. One day, I checked one of my videos, my live streams. There was literally almost 15 ads in my live stream. I said, this is ridiculous. You know, so they're doing a lot, right? So I, I say that to say this. These platforms are losing money. A lot of these celebrities, influencers, they're trying not to be ain't shit people. You got David involved in all this mess. Big influencer James Charles involved in a bunch of mess. Um, rappers like 6ix9ine always involved in controversy. Other rappers getting shot and, you know, just always in some, you know, BS, right? So if we start normalizing these AI influencers and AI rappers, guess what? It's going to replace a 6ix9ine. It's going to replace a little baby. It's going to replace, you know, whoever. If we start encouraging AI influencers, it can replace a David Dorbrick. It can replace a Trish Paytas, Shane Dawson, hell, a lovely T, right? Because now they don't have to worry about paying influencers. They don't have to worry about paying Charlie D'Amelio on um, TikTok $4 million. You know, this 16-year-old girl, $4 million a year, because now we can just pay an AI. And the AI doesn't have to worry about mental health member. Charlie was saying that, you know, she's had to take breaks before for her mental health. We all have. But with an AI, they don't have any feelings. 
So they don't have, we don't have to worry about them, you know, mentally breaking down. We don't have to worry about them being out here getting caught doing drive-bys. We don't have to worry about them getting caught up in scandals, you know, arring and molesting. We don't have to worry about them talking back, complaining, blasting the record label. Oh, the record label is shady. They won't let me out my contract. Look at this slave contract. We don't have to worry about that with AI. And then we keep a majority of the money. Do y'all understand where I'm going with this? This is my issue with AI. Not all AI, but the stuff that they're normalizing. Thank you. The AI don't got no bills to pay. Yes, the people behind it may have bills and stuff like that, but they'll be paid, you know, but they don't have to pay them $4 million because they're influencer, they're popular. What they're trying to do, they're trying to replace the celebrity. They're trying to replace the influencer with AI. That's why they're trying to normalize it. Think about this. They also have deep fake. There's a lot of controversy. If you guys don't know, um, what's his name? James Dean. But old James Dean came back from the dead. And he's going to be in a new movie. And James Dean's family okayed it. Let me see if I can find it here. He was resurrected basically with CGI. If you guys don't know that. This was an actor that died, I don't know, in like the 50s or something. He died a long time ago. They resurrected him using CGI deep fake, all that stuff. So again, while it seems like, oh, this is cute, this is such wonderful technology, if I can just recreate you in CGI, why do I need to pay Brad Pitt millions of dollars for a Hollywood movie? Why do I need to pay Will Smith? Why do I need to pay Denzel Washington? I can just make a CGI of you. Let me see if I can pull up this news story. I don't think I'm crazy. Give me just a second here. Uh... Mm. Let's see if I can play this real quick. Child, they got music on there. Let me not. They playing all this. Who knows if that music is copywritten? But y'all seen that first uh, snippet where it says James Dean returning to the big screen in 2020 is outraging fans after more than six decades. So for y'all who don't know, that's what they're doing. This is what Hollywood is working on right now. A lot of people don't know that. But they brought James Dean back with permission of the family. So I say that to say that, you know, we're going down a really slippery slope with this because they can use this to replace people, to replace regular people, you know. And a lot of these AIs, a lot of these deep fakes are so good that you cannot tell the difference. Recently, there was a cheerleading mother who was caught making deep fake pictures of um, people on the team to make them look like whores and stuff like that. And was, you know, superimposing these young girls on these pornographic images. And so she's been arrested for that. So, you know, while people always look at the good side, there's always dark side to this technology. Let's see if I can find that story. It just broke the other day on social media. Yeah, here it is. This is just creepy as hell. Like, who does this? Let me show y'all this story. She did this with deep fake. 
A Bucks County woman is under arrest after police say she sent fake pictures of her teenage daughter's cheerleading rivals in compromising situations to their coaches. Investigators say she was trying to get the girls kicked off the team, the Victory Vipers, in Chalfont. 50-year-old Rafaela Spohn is accused of manipulating photos from the social media accounts of three girls to make it look like they were drinking and smoking and even digitally altering them to make the girls appear that they were unclothed. The uh, suspect is alleged to have taken a real picture and edited it through some photoshopping uh, app to make it look like this teenage girl had no clothes on to appear nude. When in reality, that picture was a screenshot from the, the teenager's social media in which she had a bathing suit on. Investigators say, okay, let me come back on the screen here. So do you guys see how like scary this is? And this is what's going on right now with technology. So when I say I have an issue with things like AI and deep fake, it's not me being old. Oh, you're just old. Get with the times. I just think about being somebody who comes from an IT background. You also have to think of like, yes, there's good hearted people out here who want to use AI to bring back Tupac because we're Tupac fans. Okay, fine. I get that. But then there's also people who want to use things for bad. And just like that mother did, you know, she put these teenage girls in compromising situations to get them kicked off of the team. Like, how wicked is that? And a lot of this stuff, when you're doing things with deep fake, it can take hours, sometimes days. So imagine how much energy and time this mother had to do that shit. So this is where we're going right now with AI. And that's why I say, like, I just... It's very scary. We're going down a really slippery slope, especially when we have AI rappers. Okay. And these AI rappers are now getting really big amounts of listens on Spotify and on SoundCloud. You know, eventually they will replace real rappers and real influencers and real celebrities. So I think that's just some things, you know, some food for thought that people need to think about when before supporting all of this new technology that's coming down the pipeline is where can it go with this? Like, where is this going to lead and where does this end? You know, and again, it's just more emerging man with machine because what I think is going to happen, right? Eventually, this is, I was telling this to my other mods the other day. We were having a conversation about this AI rapper. And what I was saying is that eventually, you know how there's so many fandoms and they live vicariously through their favorite rapper? So we'll take Barty Gang and the Barbs, for example, right? Team Nikki, Team Cardi, and they fight and they go back and forth all the time. And, you know, they live vicariously through these two women who don't even know that they exist. So I think what they're going to do next, the next step with this AI rapper technology is that now, instead of you living vicariously through people who don't know that you exist, you can live vicariously virtually through that rapper. And I believe that they will make some equipment Right. This is transhumanism. They will make some equipment and it will deal with the Oculus, right, with the eyes. So it might be like a virtual reality glasses, contacts, whatever. And you can basically log into that AI robot and be in, in that person's form, right, in their body. And you see everything they see. You feel everything they feel. You feel the crowd and the music and the lights. I really can see that coming down the pipeline. Is it going to happen next week? No. But I can see that happening, you know, five, 10 years from now, where we become one with the AI. The AI is our celebrity. 
<clears throat> and they do these virtual concerts and we feel that we feel the base of the music we feel what it is to be a celebrity and be a rapper right almost like you're putting your soul into that ai and vice versa i can see that happening in the future yeah man my brain be going deep deep <laughs> who said <laughs> somebody just wrote that look and MC says, damn T, your brain goes deep. I don't know. That's where my mind goes. Like, I go deep with stuff. When I tell we be talking about some deep shit, you know what I'm saying, during the Zoom meetings, everything. We go deep with stuff, you know, and that's how I really feel. I feel like this is just the beginning. They're testing the waters with this AI rapper robot, but eventually you will merge with the machine. Well, you, don't, you won't need any celebrities. You are the celebrity via the AI. So now you might be overweight, obese. You might be unattractive or shy or got one leg. I mean, just whatever, you know, your issue may be, right? Because everybody's not meant to be a celebrity. If that's the case, we would all be celebrities, right? Not everybody has a personality. So you might be that shy loner. But now with this AI, you can be a rock star. You can be a rapper. You can fuck like a porn star. You can do all types of shit via the AI. I'm just saying, man. Black Mirror has definitely come to life. Yep. Oh, yeah. Shu Fang says, more narcissism. I definitely agree. Yes, Jim and the Holograms. Ain't that crazy, Miss Riley? It's like Jim and the Holograms come in to life. How Erica Bennett would touch her earring. Turn me to Jim Synergy. <laughs> that's my show. I know that's my damn show. Remember, she had them damn them starlight earrings. She'd touch them and she'd turn to Jim. Yep. Yeah, predictive programming. It seems like everything that we were just conditioned to watch as children, it's now coming to fruition. You know, soon we'll have flying cars like in the Jetsons. It's crazy. Let me read these last few super chats. And I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. It's already seven o'clock. Um, let's see here. Lala Lester says, hey, Tim, a loyal fan from Massachusetts. Just wanted to say that you got me with that zombie podcast last week. My mom was released from the hospital and now in jail. She was acting erratically and went to chase the police. Love you. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for the super chat, sis. I'm sorry to hear about your mom. Wow. You know what, though? There's been a story. We were talking about this, me and RG in the DMs. Um, if you don't know... There's a lot of emergency workers that are not getting bit in the face. See, when I was talking about that zombie stuff, people thought I was reaching and just doing the most. Let me see if I can find the story. A lot of emergency workers are now getting bit in the face. Let's see here. I'm going to see. see if I can find the story. It was really disturbing. It's been happening. Yeah, here it is. 52 people. And they're getting bit all over NYC. And they're saying they don't know what's causing these paramedics to get bit. But they're thinking may have something to do with people who are getting the C-19 shot. This is not me fear-mongering. Y'all can, t- if you're mad, take it with the Daily Mail or whoever this is. I think this is the New York, New York News or, okay, New York Post. Over 50 colleagues of the NYC pandemic, bitten in face, have suffered attacks. Look at her face. Look like she was bit by a damn zombie. Sad, man. Says New York City medics are under siege. 52 
Paramedics and emergency medical technicians have been attacked so far this year, a trend which, if this continues, would result in serious spike of assaults on such as frontline workers, a union head told The Post. The concerns come in the heels of disturbing incidences involving a crazed teenager who took a Hannibal Lecter-like bite out of a paramedic's face last week. If this disturbing trend continues, more than 200 ET EMTs and paramedics will suffer similar battle scars this year. A 43% surge from 140 assaulted in 2020 doing a job that is inherently dangerous. Okay? Y'all can finish reading it by yourselves, but um, again, folks love to say I'm reaching, but a few days after my zombie podcast, bam, New York Post. That's really creepy. You know, God bless all the frontline workers that are putting their lives on the line because you shouldn't have to put your life on the line and then risk getting bit in the face. So something is going on. So definitely keep an eye on your mom once she gets out of jail. You know, just keep an eye on her and make sure she's okay. You know, that it's not maybe some of the medication or something that they gave her, but something is going on with the population. I, I don't want I don't want to speculate and say what it is. I don't know, but something is going on. It's, it's scary. But thank you so much, sis, for coming through. Um, Marlon Harrison says, can we just get a time travel? Can we just have time travel? I would love to go back and meet MLK and Malcolm X. That would be dope. Who would I want to meet? I would like to meet Malcolm X. I think it'd be cool to have like a really dope conversation with him, especially being that a lot of the things that he said back in the 60s still resonate true, like right now in 2021. Like when I go listen to a lot of his speeches, looking at like is this the 60s or 2021 because the same shit is still going on now the hell <laughs> he definitely had the gift of foresight he did very smart brother um kirby kadari thank you so much for the super chat um tyson hill says predictive programming strikes again thank you so much let's see here ophelia gibbs says i like the movie demolition oh like the movie demolition man I agree. That's another one. Thank you, sis. Alicia Elliott says, hey, T, I'm going to have to watch the playback after I put my son down for bed. You look beautiful. Thank you so much, sis. Enjoy the playback. I see the stream is kind of acting up a little bit, but I've been out here at seven o'clock, so I'm going to get ready to go, you guys. Man. Nope. Um, you can't always blame synthetic drugs, Miles, because remember when the first zombie attacks happened, they were trying to say it was K2 and bath salts. And when they did the autopsy, when they, the one, remember, they didn't kill the white zombie. But when they took his blood and, you know, urine and all that stuff, neither one of them had them drugs in their system. So it's not always synthetic drugs. But I believe that it's something that was put in their system, though. So probably by way of real weed, because they both, you know, they smoked weed. And I also find it very funny, you know, with them legalizing marijuana, you know, it can be a good thing, but it also makes me kind of suspicious, too, because now that they're legalizing it, you know, could they put something in there to mess up the population and then say, oh, that person was just a drug addict? You never know. But yeah, on that note, you guys, this has been a wonderful stream. I came up and out here for two hours. But I had a great time. Um, Y'all made me feel so much better. It was nice to just get a break from packing and all that stuff. It was good to talk to you guys. Thank you, everybody who sent a super chat. Thank you, everybody who came through. Um, we had a lot of people in here today. We've got close to like 11,000 people. So I appreciate you guys. I will talk to you guys later. 
Y'all have a good night. Bye.